what's going on? The following show is called Life's a Botch. But I dedicate this to you, the one listening. No, 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 not the wrestling fan. I'm talking about you, the non-fan. Yeah, you, the casual watcher. Maybe you know somebody or you know of somebody. Maybe you know a name or two, but you don't really watch wrestling. If you're the type of person that doesn't keep up with it, doesn't follow it, don't care for it, probably call it the F word, you know, fake. Oh, yeah, that one. Or maybe you're the type that calls it a theatrical, live theater. Or maybe you're the type that calls it mm, just a nice rehearsal of uh, tanglements of sorts. Well, the following show is dedicated to you. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, because you are about to go to school. Hey, start the show up, man. People, you already know what time it is. It's your boy. That's right, the one, the only, your favorite Prince of Botch, y'all. What's happening, man? Welcome to yet another episode of the Life's of Botch podcast. Your boy is the residential reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight Life's of Botch champion of the world. And I love it, baby. I love it. You know how we do. Always having fun on the show, man. I miss y'all. I thank y'all for y'all support, y'all love, man. This is what we do, and this is how we do it, man. Um, yo, y'all know we like to bring guests on the show. Y'all know we like to have a great time, and no better time than the right time. So, hey, man, I just want to say thank y'all for y'all support. Always appreciate y'all for every episode that y'all support. Keep downloading, keep spreading the word, man, because we only going to keep having fun and we going to bring the guests on to have more fun with. So this guest, I got to do this right. You know what I'm saying? I got to do this right because y'all know me, man. I'm the king of the intros right here, dog. So I got I got to do this for my boy. So <clears throat> let's see if I can do this on a, on, a, on a rap style or something. Let me see. Well, y'all heard a suplex city. Well, I introduce you to the dictator, the guy that takes what Suplex City made, and he made it in the Suplex country. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about a guy so fly, so smooth, so swift. It's unlimited how he can catch you. You know what I'm saying? He'll catch you either way you want it, however you want to get it, however you want to flip it, pun intended. That's right. See, the guy I'm talking about right now, he a machine. But he ain't just a machine, y'all. You see, this a guy guaranteed because he's straight out of Atlanta, so he already know what's happening. My man that come to you because he ready and he the suplex assassin. And if you want, I guarantee you, He'll bring you that hurt. Guaranteed 100% to give you all of this work. That's right. I'm talking about none other, ladies and gentlemen, than MLW's residential rising star face 
to soon run the place I'm talking about none other than my man, my guy, Alex K. Yo, that was fire, dude. I got, <laughs> I got goosebumps because no one ever says, no one ever says my line. You got to get all this work. So you saying it, I got, I got, right. I got goosebumps. My damn self. That was great. I <laughs> like you. I, that was great. I, I never, I never would have thought about Suplex Country. I always went to Suplex Island, but Suplex Country. I'm hey, not, see, I might have to roll with that one. <laughs> I might have to roll with that one because then hey. nobody can be like, oh, uh, you over here doing the Suplex uh, Island thing. You, but you already got Suplex City. I'm like, well, bitch, here's the country. Huh? Here's the country. Tell them. Tell them what's it's up. Country. It's a country, baby. We getting mold in the city. We got the whole country down, bro. What's <laughs> up? Because, I mean, you think about it, man. With countries, dog, like, there's so many little cities and towns within a country, bro. Like, with your suplexes so unlimited and the way you hit them, like, come on, man. You got to give them a country, dog. Like, come on, man. You know? So, just, just a little song. I mean, hey. People who know me, that y'all know me, man. This is what I do. I do these intros. I give my talent them goosebumps. So I'm, hey, hey, any promotion out there that's hearing this right now, you best to sign your boy. Because I'm telling you, I come up with this all on the fly. This ain't no script, son. This is all off the dome, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sign me when you ready. You know what I'm saying? We, You know where to find you, boy. But anyway, Hell yeah. Yeah. So much to definitely sign you. My guy. Hey, much love, Alice. Much love. So let's 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 chop it up, my guy. First and foremost, welcome to the show, man. It is it Thank is, you for having me. Oh man, absolutely, brother. I mean, I can already tell from your vibes, man. You down to earth, absolutely for sure. And not one to break character. Don't, don't worry, we'll get into character because I can tell. From your character, man, you are really, really a no games type of person. You know what I'm saying? You come out there, game face, ready to work, and let them know what's up. You know, it depends. <laughs> if when I'm when I'm in a, when I'm when I'm in match mode, yeah, I'm no games, no bullshit. Yeah. Um, but like backstage or whatever, or maybe I'm cutting a promo, or maybe I'm. Uh, maybe I'm uh, slicing somebody up with the words, you know. Yeah. I like I like to have my fun. I like to have my fun. Uh, I'm definitely uh, not. I'm definitely a, a multi-dimensional kind of kind of, kind of person. Kind of I character. love that. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, man. That's good to see. And I really appreciate anyone who could be like that. You know what I'm saying? Where they can show you like, oh yeah, I'm gay face. I'm serious when you need me to be, but hey, I got, I got some other sides to me. You know what I mean? You just got to wait to see them right now. You know, and I like that. I like that a lot, man. So let's let's get into the base, man. This is what I like to actually, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, before we even get into all this, y'all already know this is a segment like type of show. So uh, there's only one segment that's fitting for something like this. And, and I got to say, this is the part of the show where I like to introduce y'all to somebody you may or may not know. So if you're somebody that doesn't already know this, man, well, allow me to put y'all in the segment that I like to call Put Me Over. So, hey, yo, cue that sound bite real quick. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? For once, I'm going to stop talking and chopping about myself, okay? You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to blab about you. I'm going to blab and I'm going to put my guy over, okay? Hey, yo, put me over. Put me over. You already know what it is. We're going to put my boy Alice Kane over. Like I said, this man is the suplex assassin. He is a fast rising star 
right in the MLW promotion. Shout out to MLW, you know what I'm saying? You actually, believe it or not, are the second guest from MLW that I have interviewed on this show. The first being none other than my girl, my ace, shout out to her. You know, she was actually my very first guest on this show when I got it off the ground. Shout out to Miss Selena De La Renta because, you know, hey, man, that was so dope having somebody that was coming from that MLW tree and it allowed me to get to know a lot more about MLW going forth, man. So, hey, my boy is the first, first male guest from MLW, okay. second guest from MLW. So I love it, man. I love it. Um, talk about... Let's talk about you for a sec, man, and let's get into the basis. Who is Alex Kane? Um, you know, some people call me the uh, the Mohawk master of the, of the suplex. Um, that's that's something MLW came up with, and I, I really do like it. But um, I'm a former uh, two two sport athlete in college. Mm -hmm. um, uh, wrestling and rugby, um, so I've always been like a fan of like being either being hit hard or hitting other people hard hey. um uh i was trained by ar fox out of the uh wwa4 um ar fox is the man if you don't know who ar yes. fox is you need to go look up ar fox the man yes. highlight reel unto himself yes um i've been wrestling for about well now three years when i got signed to mlw it was only two years um, so I've been wrestling for three years, um, and I've just been taking every booking that I can, um, and every lesson that I possibly can, cause I love to be challenged. Like if yeah. I can be in the ring with somebody who's better than me, yeah. like that makes, that, that, that makes, that makes my night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to suplex people and hype people up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. And that's, that's definitely uh, reminiscent of your style, man. Because when I see your style, I'm like, yeah, he definitely, definitely is. I, I get I get some vibes. And I'll tell you the vibes I get when I see your style. Like, when I was watching, I was like, now, now, now we're we going to get into it. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is just off of observation. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I saw your wrestling in-ring style, I said, okay, I'm definitely getting Kurt Angle inspirations here. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Yep. Especially when the sleeves came up. I'm like, oh, that's so Kurt Angle. <laughs> He's definitely a Kurt Angle mark for sure. Okay. Yeah, so no doubt. Kurt Angle inspirations. So then I also thought Suplex Assassin, no doubt. He is definitely a Taz fan. You got to right. be. Yes, Damn my right. boy Taz. Damn right. Hey, shout out to Taz, boy. Hey, it's always great to meet a Taz fan, you know, because I've always been a fan of his style as well. I always felt like if I was in ring, that definitely would be a style I would definitely emulate. So I, I, I really love how you incorporate his suplexes. And I, I'm sure if he hasn't, if you have, if you guys haven't had a chance to meet yet, I'm pretty sure when he meets you and he sees your style, he's definitely gonna applaud you uh, for the suplexes you do. Shit, I, I hope I hope he applauds me. <laughs> Shit, I hope he's not like, oh, you're just gonna just gonna do my thing. I'm like, I mean, I so like so it's kind of it's cool. It's weird. It's like when I first started wrestling, like I mean, I knew who Taz was, but like I didn't 
the the inspiration of being of like throwing suplex didn't directly come from Taz off mm-hmm. rip. It came from me wrestling Greco and freestyle in college. Where I was like, well, I definitely want this to be like in my in my thing. Yeah. Um, but then I started like because I only knew of Taz, I didn't know of like ECW Taz at the time. I only mm-hmm. knew of WWE Taz, and they kind of shit on him in WWE. Yeah. Um, so. Fox was like, yo, you should watch Taz. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Taz mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I started seeing more of his ECW stuff. And I was like, Whoa. this man was a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. This man was a fucking monster. Yes. The, fact that the, the fact that it got to the point where they, st- they didn't even call them suplexes anymore. They called them Tazplexes. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy marketing right there. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so like I hope I do hope to to meet him one day. I hope I think he probably knows he may maybe he knows who I am. I don't really know, but like I mean, you I can't message him because DM he doesn't answer his DMs. But no, he's I hope to one time. day. I do hope to one day meet him and talk to him and hopefully pick his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think that would be cool. Uh, I I think my other I guess like the other vibes that I try to portray is like Shelton Benjamin and not so much with like his with like his in-ring style so much because mm-hmm. I'm not that athletic. I mean I'm athletic, but I'm not Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Man, so no. I feel you. That, he's a he's a whole other class of athlete. <laughs> but um like I just like like my favorite run of his was the gold standard run because he just had like this Ooh. swagger and this confidence about him. Yes. Um and like so I try to emulate that like that swagger or whatever that's really helped me out. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm glad that I like I've gotten away from the the comparisons from Brock Lesnar because that's not what I was ever trying to do. Mm. Um I may have started it may have when like I first started the suplex assassin as may have been like like I guess like a good like uh base to start with or whatever, mm-hmm. but I've been trying to move away from it more and more and more. Yeah. Um, I love it. No, that's that's well, I was gonna I was gonna mention Brock a little, but not really as heavy as those first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, Taz and Angle definitely were like the main two. I kind of sort of also got a little bit of uh Chris Benoit vibes, like young Chris Benoit a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, because I was like, I feel like he might have went back and looked at like maybe WCW Chris Benoit, possibly WWE Chris Benoit a little bit too. Uh, yeah. But I was like, I, I get some of those because I basically I see where like a lot of the guys who are like like how tall would you say you are? How tall? Five eleven. Five eleven. Okay, so yeah. I got those vibes where like I was like, okay, I can tell he's not like six foot three six foot five but i can tell he wrestles like like he is you know yeah. what i mean like and i always love guys who are because that's about my i'm about five eleven six foot you know borderline as mm-hmm. well myself so i can i can relate to that and when i see guys like yourself guys like taz guys like angle uh who didn't have to be the tallest of guys to go out there and just put on a clinic and show you, hey, I can hang with the biggest, the bestest, smallest, all of that, and, and let you know, like, I'm legit, and <laughs> we're going to give it to him. So um, it was dope to see um, see your matches and see your style and see your psychology and how you work, and, and to hear that it's only been three years for you so far, that's scary, man, because... Man, I, t- I, always, I tell people, like, I feel like a lot of the kids that are out of my school, the A4... Mm-hmm. are gonna be like that um i mean not everybody is but i feel like a lot of the young cats coming up mm-hmm. i always tell people being trained by air fox is like getting the my career starter pack 
or whatever. So you get those extra boosts to put yeah. towards your attributes. Yeah. Um, so like, cause he like Fox doesn't waste your time with anything, bro. He like like the first day, like he like I mean he's gonna teach you the basics, but the first day you're in the ring doing roles and stuff mm-hmm. because like he like he always told us like pro wrestling's not the the physical aspect, especially if you're an athlete. The physical mm-hmm. aspect of it is easy or whatever. Yes. The hardest thing about professional wrestling is all the in-betweens, it's all the little things, all the facial expressions. Yeah. It's um, getting your character over, knowing what you, what you want your character to be. Like, yeah. those are the hard things. And yeah. since I already had, like, the athletic background of wrestling and everything else that I've done, mm-hmm. um, like, all that physical, all the physical stuff or whatever, as far as, like, bumping and, and rolling and all this stuff, that stuff is easy. The mm-hmm. hardest thing for me really was, like, hit, like learning how to hit the ropes. Cause like, because ah, yes. the 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 ropes is not it's not sweet it's not sweet. Tell that it to hurts. the people. That shit hurts. <laughs> then you gotta you gotta hit it right. Like there's some guys who there's some guy like Fred Yehai can hit like the like the second rope or whatever mm-hmm. and do what he needs to do. How he still does that and doesn't hurt himself because the way that he hits it is mm-hmm. like uh it's almost like he's like leaning on like a like a like a wall or something or whatever uh-huh. and i've tried to do it i'm like that hurts um <laughs> i just got I, I need i need my whole back to touch it yeah. um but like yeah taking bumps i mean definitely after a while it uh you get used to it but like at first oh my god like my neck was so sore because you had to like you had to learn how to like tuck your fucking chin um mm-hmm. because if you don't you're just gonna hit the fucking mat but oh, yeah yeah it's i love it bro that's and i'm so glad you brought that up see this is why i created this show i created it for yes my wrestling fans my wrestling marks that are true aces true longtime veterans and know this in and out as fans but i also made this show for those ones out there that we addressed in the intro there all mm-hmm. those guys who think wrestling is just some little made up this, that, or always pre And I'm like, yeah, sure. Outcome wise, it may be, but what you don't understand is how physical this business really Yo, is. Yeah. Oh my and God. I'm like, listen, all you got to do, and I tell people, I'm like, if you really don't believe me, step in the ring and just hit the ropes. Just run the ropes for about a solid five, 10 minutes. Trust me. It, that alone is just gonna wear you down. Yeah, yeah. Alone taking a bump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have, so, having to take a bump and then get back up and do it again and you get the run <laughs> again and you gotta get up and do it again. Yeah. Come on, it's, brother. See, and that's that's why this is why I love uh when I talk to gentlemen like yourself who are in the indies and grinding it out because you're still grinding it out and you understand. Mm-hmm the true hardworking aspect of what this is, you know, because when you've been with guys who've done this for like 10, 20 plus years, like to them, that's like cake work now at this point. It's like, oh, well, you know, man, we've been doing this. It's just a matter of keeping the body in shape to still do it. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you guys are like, like you said, the up and comers, it's like, y'all know from firsthand when you started this and how this goes. So it's wonderful to hear that. Thank you for bringing that up, brother. I really appreciate that. Um, So (laughs) let's talk about, um, so what was your journey? How did you find yourself into the MLW space so quickly? What happened? Man, I, I, I gotta give, I gotta give some of the credit to COVID uh, a little bit. I gotta give some of the credit to COVID. Um, When the pandemic started, because so many places weren't running, Mm-hmm. Um, like there were a few places that were trying to run or whatever and like do it with like no fans. 
Um, one of those places was Pro South Wrestling in Piedmont, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was doing that and I was there uh, for a little bit until like they started to like kind of like open up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and the a gentleman by the name of Scott Hensley was at the show. I initially thought he was watching from the stream, mm -hmm. but he was actually at the show watching. Um, and he messaged me the next day and was like, hey, like, I really like your style. I'd like for you to be in this tournament. It's called the Future Showcase. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, I believe, October of 2020, I, I would like to say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did that tournament or whatever. It was me versus Nolan Edward versus, uh, versus Jack Griffin. Um, and we had, it was like a seven minute like sprint, but it was a banger. And mm -hmm. like, uh, the, one of the commentators, uh, that worked for IWTV, Dylan Hales, he really, really liked the match. Um, but like that, that I think, I think it was live. I think it was live or it was, or it was recorded, but whenever it aired, um, it like people people like oh my god it's Alex Kane guys the fucking truth this yes. guy's really cool we really like this guy so like that really like that really started to like uh raise my stock um and then what I guess what really really what really really put me on the map was um uh there was a show there was a show in Indiana called Paradigm Pro Wrestling mm -hmm. um and they were doing their uh, uh Paradigm Pro Grand Prix I think the main event was Dan Severin and Matthew Justice mm -hmm. um but Dan Severin did a seminar before that or whatever. So I went and did that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of like, for me, it was kind of like a refresher course from like uh, freestyle wrestling or whatever. But I ended up being one of the standouts um, yeah. of that uh, seminar. So that gave, that got me a spot on the show the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and I wrestled, that day I wrestled uh, uh, Levi Everett. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And I... It, it was like it was a UWFI match, so it was a shoot style match. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hit what I, I hit my finisher called the Mark of Kane to like put him out or whatever. Yeah. And uh, like from what I could see on Twitter, like afterward, because that show was actually live, mm -hmm. was was definitely live. Um, it was like he killed Levi, he killed Levi because the move <laughs> looks sick as fuck. Yeah. It's safe, it's safe as fuck, but it looks sick as fuck. It looks like death. It does. Um, so everybody, like my my Twitter blew the fuck up from there, and from, <laughs> from then on, it was it was off to the fucking races. Oh man, see, and that's oh. that's crazy because you're like again just putting you over with the suplex style. It's it's crazy with some of those that you come up with. Like some of those literally are ones I know I've never seen before because I always mm -hmm. my favorite move set in wrestling usually is the suplex style. I love. Mm -hmm seeing innovative suplexes and when i see yours i'm like dang i didn't even know you could do that like i was like dude <laughs> like you did one where it was like a reverse belly to belly like you had him in like a tombstone yeah position and you just like i was like whoa i ain't never seen that suplex before <laughs> like you can do that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i thought i i mean that's not something i came up with i this guy named dean allmark um, mm -hmm. over in the UK, like he be, he just be, he, he's not, he doesn't just like innovate suplex, he innovates wrestling period, mm -hmm. but he's really, 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 really good. Um, mm -hmm. but I saw him do it to somebody. I'm like, I'm doing that. I even <laughs> told him I'm gonna do it. Um, but he liked the comment. Um, but yeah, with the more back to like the MOW stuff. So mm -hmm. 
um, somebody on Twitter kept like tagging Court and MOW, like, yo, you gotta check this out, Stang guy out, or whatever. And like, anytime I see those, I'm like, okay, you tagged me in it, cool, great, awesome. Is anybody really gonna look at it? And I was like, probably not, or whatever. I just went on about my day. Uh-huh. Um, and I was actually talking to Court uh, last week, uh, last weekend, and he was like, yeah. The guy from Ireland that tagged you in that post, I went, I went and looked up your stuff or whatever, and I was like, "This guy's a star. We're, t- we're getting this guy. We're getting this guy." So <laughs> like, um, so I, wh- whoever that guy is from Ireland, thank you uh, for changing my life. Uh, uh, much love Man. to you. Wow. Um, but yeah, like I think it was like a few months after that, like uh, they they sent me an email or whatever. We got to talking, negotiating. Uh-huh. I signed that. I signed that weekend, uh-huh. um, and now we're here. My boy, yo! Shout out to the overseas love, Ireland. You guys rock for that. Thank you for putting my boy on. And look at you now, man rising star i'd arguably say the fastest rising star right now yeah but hey you you never know man you never know i know they've had the mjfs you know and the darby islands and of course there's that that monster that man from contra we already know jonathan fatu we 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 know we know believe me we 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 know we know what they can do okay we Mm -hmm. know but seeing you my guy like i feel like you're just yet another pillar that's about to, if they didn't already know how dope MLW is before, you being a part of this roster, man, they about to know even now. Uh, now, what I'm curious about is, how did the link up happen with you and MMA legend King Mo? Now, how did that come about? Uh, so I signed um, and like... <sighs> Dan Lambert had like Dan Lambert had some some dealings within my contract or whatever. He got mm-hmm. me a few things I can't I can't talk about within my contract. He got me a few sweet mm-hmm. deals. Um, and with with Dan Lambert and King Mo, you know, having the relationship, mm-hmm. um, Dan, Dan actually put me on with King Mo, um, and like we when we met for the first time, we just clicked. Like the chemistry was there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've been rocking it out ever since. Um, oh, so, yeah, that's how that came about. That is so dope. I mean, there's there's no better way um, to have a guy. I love how he comes out with the number cards and mm-hmm. literally just puts you over that much more just off of not even having to say much, just out having to come out with those cards. Be like, hey, as soon as you throw the first suplex, boom, there's number one. So boom, the number cards, one. the number card, the number cards originally, it's a... Uh, I, so there's this there's this uh, business in Newnan, Georgia called LDI Printing and Signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first made my debut for action wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, like they fell in love with me or whatever. So the next show, they they started printing out suplex counters, um, and they gave me that set that mm-hmm. that I have on MLW or whatever for me to like have for myself. Yeah. Um, and so shout out to LDI Printing and Signs and Noonan. You guys are the best. Wow, um, so I was like, when I made my debut, I was like, I wonder if they'll let me like have these on, t- on TV or mm-hmm. not. 
Um, but I, so I brought them or whatever, and I talked to the producer, and I was like, hell yeah, like I use these on the independents, whatever, mm-hmm. can I use these on the on the uh, on the show? He's like, hell yeah, do whatever you want. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Here, Mo, uh, can, can you uh, count off these suplexes? Mm-hmm. And like, like when he when he pulled out that first one, people were like. What the fuck? This place was fucking with nuts. I'm like, okay, we're keeping this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. So that was that's that was that. That's definitely like a cool like little aspect to have. Um. Instead of because I mean like if I don't have them, people still count them off. But Mm -hmm. I think it's way cooler to just have the fucking cards. Yeah. Um. I do at some indie shows like have like a like a box of like the of printed of printed counters but it's kind of hard to get those on a plane <laughs> and, and, and out to philly but yeah. i'm gonna figure it out yeah you'll get it figured out hey listen with the bigger and the better i'm talking about man it's it's already over you can tell it's already over i mean i see where they kind of have you like heelish right now a little bit Bruh, but like philly hates me <laughs> like they hate me and like, and like i mean Cool, like I'm glad y'all do, but them they hate your boy. Um, it's it's crazy. Like it is. I think when I made my debut, like that was the first, that was the only time I ever got cheered. That was it. Only time I ever got cheered. Mm-hmm. After I beat it, after I beat the shit out of Butt Heavy and fucking Warhorse, you <laughs> They just thought it, yeah, I see. Yeah. And I watched, and those are two moments I saw, and I'm like, man, look. But what do we expect? Just Philadelphia. I mean, you yeah. know, I, look, I got family. I, look, Philadelphia, if you're a fan and you're a listener, listen, I, I'm naturally a baby face at heart. Okay, so if I say something that comes off a little heelish, don't do it. Don't boo me. Boo yourselves. Because yeah, understand, boo yourself. listen, boo yourself. We talking about the same Philly that booed Santa Claus, you know, uh, the same Philly that's basically booing Ben Simmons to death, but you have a right mm-hmm. to do that when I'm not mad yeah. at you for it. You got a right for that. But come on, you're a passionate city in all your sports, and y'all just boo anything that you see right and see fit. So they're not your nat- natural uh, fan base anyway. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they you know, but we still got love for you, Philly. Appreciate it because any any reaction is better than no reaction, right? So thank you, yeah. <laughs> But uh man, um, so all in all, man, um what so you were always into wrestling just naturally off of being an athlete generally anyway so like um did you were you dedicated to any specific promotions as a as a fan perspective like growing up like were um, you a wcw guy an ecw guy a wwe guy? i was i was uh definitely wwe because that's all i really that's all i really knew when i was growing up mm-hmm. um i would see I'd see TNA every now and again. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like TNA when they had like the both the entrances on both sides. Oh TNA. yes, yes. Yeah. At TNA, of course. Um, I would catch. Uh, I call it like FCW like once every once every once in a while. Okay. Um, Deep South Wrestling. I re- I like Deep South Wrestling a lot. I was only yes. able to catch it like a few times. Yeah. Um, but I liked what I saw. Um, who else? I, just, I honestly, I never saw WCW. Wow. Oh, yeah, man. As a kid, I never saw WCW. My. Uh, so, goodness. yeah, that was, that was, yeah. So now to think about that, it's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, um, brother. Yeah. But, like, I played, like, some of the WCW games or whatever. So, okay. I guess. 
Okay, that's 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 cool enough. That's I guess close. that's the redeeming. Like <laughs> I was more like I mean I would watch professional wrestling as a kid, but I didn't I didn't necessarily understand it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, other than these guys look like superheroes, but like and even like in like the modern era or whatever, mm-hmm. these guys still look like superheroes. They're not super juiced up and jacked, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was more into the video game video game side of things. So that's that's like really like that's like how I really connected with wrestling at first. Yeah. Um, and then it was like seeing all the pyrotechnics. I was really into the pyrotechnics. And then mm-hmm. it was the sets. So the la- the very last thing that came was me getting into the actual wrestling portion of it. Come on. Okay. I love that. That's still a that's a unique uh journey. I've never heard a journey quite like that. So I love the way <laughs> you had that journey, man. Like, shout out to the gaming world, man, when it gets <laughs> you into it like that. You know what I mean? Um, so let me ask you, man, because you know, we brothers, we both black men doing our thing right here in the wrestling community. So I have to ask you, my brother, um, how does it feel being a black man in wrestling? today where it's just flourishing for black wrestlers across all promotions man like representation we see biggie you know as the wwe champion we saw where bobby lashley even before him was wwe champion and the fact that we got our first ever black man beating a black man for the wwe championship you know and just all across the board and in, in wrestling just to see black stars um doing the main event or being the champion or winning a Royal Rumble like a Bianca Belair, just doing different things, man. How do you feel uh, being someone on the come up and, and being a rising star the way you are? How are you feeling? It's, it's definitely like super cool. Like I didn't like, yeah, everybody wants to be a star, but like when you like look kind of like at the pattern of professional wrestling, a lot of black people don't become like the stars. They don't become stars like a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns or whatever. Mm. It just doesn't happen. Right. Uh, they don't get the machine behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like growing up, like before I started like my wrestling career, like I would like I thought like I, okay, I want to do this, but do I really want to do this? Like I can see like how people that look like me are treated, and mm-hmm. like it kind of it kind of discouraged me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but to now see that like people in general are starting to you know like get behind or start to believe that like we are we're just as legitimate as these white people that they push all the time mm-hmm. and that's not a race that's not a racist or racial thing or whatever I mean that's just the fucking truth mm-hmm. the professional wrestling like I mean, I think now it's becoming more integrated, but for the longest time, professional wrestling is a white man's mode of artistic expression. Mm -hmm. Um, So to now, like, Black wrestlers, like, we have have a hashtag, Black wrestlers, Black wrestlers draw, or Black wrestling draws, um, J-Rose, Seahawk, I can't remember the other, the other uh, girl's name or whatever, but they came up with that hashtag or whatever. They've gotten that they've gotten that hashtag trending on Twitter like three or four, five, six times or whatever. Probably even more than that. But oh. it's crazy. Like, um, it well, I don't say crazy. It's awesome that you know we are black people are doing what we always do or whatever, which is like create that avenue for ourselves because no one else wants to open that avenue for us so we've created this avenue for ourselves and to be one of those one of one of those care one of those athletes one of those performers or whatever 
um, that's kind of like at the front of it all is 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 a blessing. It's definitely a blessing. Um, and like to see like little black kids in the crowd, like and they like light up. Like I don't care if I'm babyface or heel. Yeah. If a little black kid reaches out their hand and wants a fucking high five or something, they're getting that fucking high five. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. If they come up to me after the show and they want a picture or an autograph or something, they're getting that picture or autograph, and I'm not gonna be an asshole to them yeah. because like. I'm. Tr- I want to be. I want to be that wrestler that I needed. I needed to see when I was a kid growing up. Mm. Whatever. Like I need. I. W- I want to be that person that I. That, that I wanted to be able to find and look up to. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Like. Yeah. This. It's a dream come true. Really. I've had. I've had. Had wrestlers say that like they, like Joe Black put me over. Um, a few months ago when we wrestled and he said that he um he i'm the kind of i'm the kind of wrestler that he wants his son to look up to he wants his son um to you know want to be like and you know that's 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 crazy like yeah. to think about yeah. um like and i hope i hope that i can be that i hope that little black kids can look up to me little kids in general but little black kids can look up to me and be like you know what i want to be like that i want to be like alex Kane. Yes, yes. And I and I, I agree, man. Um, even with me doing this with that I do on the media side of things right now, uh, as I continue to progress with this and 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 coming across brothers like yourself, um, to interview a guy like R Truth over, you know, and just talk to the black wrestlers. When I get to interview black wrestlers, it's always a different level of hit for me, you know, what I mean? yeah. because it's like one, you're probably somebody I grew up watching or I am currently watching and Mm -hmm. to see you and I can say I may not be a kid anymore but still I am a fan and I'm always a kid at heart and a lot of times when I see you guys it's literally man to speak to this person that's out there killing it man this is such a blessing because like man you guys you know I feel like those little black kids man when you see that you're like man you're inspiring me to just keep going harder and, and keep showing this thing. Um, I met Kurt Angle one time, and uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I met him one time, and I remember even telling him what I thought about, like, yeah, I was like, man, I want to get into business, but I don't know exactly how to do that just yet. And he was like, man, look, you're in, you're in Tennessee, you're in Memphis, man. This is like one of the greatest wrestling markets ever. You can really rise up and do it. But then even when he saw I was in school for media, he was like, man, honestly, we need more black people, you know, in in the media world. We need more faces like yourself to go out there and really like shine and, and like be a personality for people behind mm-hmm. the scenes like that. And I'm like, man. And so it hits home even more now because it's like, yo, this is more of an inspiration to just go out and keep pushing um, and interviewing and, and talking to, to to legends, rising stars and in-betweeners who are currently just doing their thing. So brother, thank you for what you're doing. And uh, I, you. I know I can't wait to see how much further you progress because this is just year three and it's like mm-hmm. man you know so when you're in a 10-year mark five-year mark i can't wait to see the clinics you put on with a lot of people and and, and that's a good you know you know the thing i think about like i what just popped in my head is like i don't know i don't i don't i mean i don't know if i just don't see it or if it, if it doesn't really happen but like uh-huh. I I don't see little girls dressing up to be Becky Lynch. I don't see little girls dressing up to be Charlotte Flair. I don't mm-hmm. see little girls dressing up to be Trish Stratus. I don't see little girls dressing up to be the people that are normally pushed 
to the forefront of of some of these industries. I do see little girls dressing up like Bianca Belair, um, uh, Naomi, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, Come on, uh, Jazz, um, yeah. Jacqueline, like girl, like like people, like people, pe- black people or whatever, like that. So it's yeah. like to. <laughs> I mean, Bianca Belair is a star. Naomi's a star. Sasha mm-hmm. Banks is a fucking star. Yeah. Um, and to have the little girls that look like them, I mean, they may not like, um, they may not like, I don't want to say, what do I want to say? They, that may not be the focus, but that's what's happening. Come on. They're inspiring an entire, an, an entire generation Come or whatever. On. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah, they dress up like them as fucking Halloween costumes, but that's fucking dope <laughs> as fuck. Like, I, I hope for the day that someone dresses up like me for Halloween. You know how yeah. awesome that would be? Heck yeah. Um, so to inspire an entire generation of little girls or whatever, mm-hmm. to see somebody that looks like them, like, I can do this. This can be me one day. Yeah. Like, that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it, brother. And, and that's why I love seeing the progression of uh, all of the black talents out there that are doing their thing. And I used to say African-American, but shout out to the Pope, you know, Elijah Burke, man, because he actually uh, put me on and off, off. What is it? No, it was on. Yeah, it was on air. And it's just like, no, 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 you're black, my friend. You're black. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you go overseas, they're not going to call you African-American, call you black. Right? So you're black. Yep. So I okay, black. Because I used to be kind of thinking I was being more offensive by saying black, you know? And then I was like, mm-hmm. but uh, I realized, no, there's nothing wrong with saying black. We're black people, black wrestlers, black personalities, um, black style, black culture, everything. And it's a beautiful thing, man. So I salute you for what you're doing. And I salute those who are already looking up to you, wanting to be what you're becoming and what you're going to be even more beyond there. So um, I got to ask you this, my friend. Uh, What's up? Who, give me, give me, if you can give me five, give me five, your top five right now, dream matches. And it could be from any level that you want to have right now? Mm. Lee Moriarty. Okay. Um, Daniel Garcia. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Daniel Maccabe. Ooh, all right. Who else are two more? No, I already wrestled him. Uh, Darius Lockhart. Darius Carter. I like those. I like father and revolutionary. Definitely want those two. Oh my gosh. Those are some real good ones, man. You know who I was thinking personally off the top. Oh, I'm gonna add six. Trisha Dora. Hey, shout out to my girl Trish, man. We had her on the show as well. Hey, a lot of people don't know. If y'all didn't know already, man. That is your boy on the theme song for Trisha Dora that she did. That's right. So, you know, I just want to shout that out to the listeners out there, just in case y'all didn't know that news. Yes, your boy was the interest song for your girl. But shout out to Trisha Dora, man. She is so amazing. Uh, we're going to get her back on the show down the line for sure and chop it up with her. But that's a good one. That is, hey, shout out to the ladies because the intergender wrestling is another thing that is so dope to see. Uh, I used to kind of at first be like, eh, you know, on it, but as I really saw the trend of it, um, especially when they take um, the power, like people who have similar styles and put them in there like that, then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's 
if you if you make it look believable enough, but then even it, then, so I and I've heard people say, "Oh, it's not believable." The people that say that it's not believable are the same people that have never been to an amateur wrestling tournament who have never that mm. girls be it girls be out there because I mean with amateur wrestling you can do everything else but punch or choke somebody out or whatever. So mm. then that comes down to skill and ability uh-huh. and. Girls be in that be, girls be out there wrecking wrecking dudes or whatever. <laughs> and sometimes it's because that dude is being mad disrespectful and doesn't mm-hmm. want to treat her like a competitor. But mm-hmm. other times the girl is just better. It's just better or whatever. Ooh. Just out there wrecking people. Okay. So like when people when people say, oh, intergender wrestling isn't believable, I'm like, you've never watched real sports. You've never mm-hmm. watched real sports. I um that. I guarantee you, Ronda Rousey, Paige Van Zandt. Fucking mm. Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. Holly Holm would beat the shit out of most grown men. That's true. That is true. That's a good fact. And um, shout out to Jordan Grace, another person we've had on the show, because I believe I talked with her about this subject too. And uh, I think she even brought up the, the analogy of even in in ring. I mean, shout out to one of the greatest little men of all time, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, mm-hmm. How many times have we seen Rey Mysterio go up against a Mark Henry, a great Kylie, a Big Show? Uh, you know, The Undertaker, you know, Kane, people who were like twice his size and you say, oh, that's not believable. But I mean, he made it very much I think, believable. I think we're, 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 we're we, and I hope we get away from it, but it's like, just, it doesn't, I don't care how tall you are. I don't give a shit how tall you are mm-hmm. or whatever. And wrestling height is everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't give a fuck how tall you are. If you're, if you're more jacked than I, like, you're more muscular than I am, I mean, muscu- muscular doesn't equal you can fight, mm-hmm. but, like, like that, that's more of a, that's more of a comparison to, like, oh, this guy's smaller in stature, this mm-hmm. guy's bigger in stature as far as muscles go, mm-hmm. or whatever. But just because somebody's tall don't mean shit. You, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You just you you cut out their base and go and, and go on about your business. This is true. Um, so like, I do hope we get away from this whole like height is cool as far as like the aesthetic of height is cool, but like trying to like tell me that because this person's taller than me, they're stronger than me is mm-hmm. is, is 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 trash. Come on, it's trash. I love that analogy. See, man, and this is why we have indie wrestlers come on to the show because you guys are giving what's already been showcased all around because we know how the bigger company you know does you know we you you guys know what company we refer to when we say that Mm -hmm. where you know we'll we'll get into that because i got a little baby face heel segment and we'll get into that where i get ask you about that a little bit but we see where a company's going back to their roots on some things with that and it's just like okay but you see in the indies on down aew gets the picture they see, you know, they, they're definitely doing what they have to do because they're catering to what the fans love, professional wrestling. And if that means doing some intergender, doing some trios matches, doing some, you know, whatever, they, they're bringing you a little bit of everything on what's popping on the indie scene. And uh, and that that alone is just, thank you for schooling everybody on that aspect. So y'all already heard it here. Y'all know what it is. Uh, hey. Take it up with Alice Kane if you want to debate, my friend, because I yeah, you see he, want, he, he, he don't just want all the work. <laughs> you you gonna get all this work and all the smoke verbally <laughs> on what schooling and the world of the wrestling. Um, that being said, brother, um, I'm gonna transition. Um, now that we got that, I'm gonna go ahead and transition to one of my favorite segments, which we call Babyface or Heel. This is a quick little run through where 
I give you a scenario, you know, being a man who's in the ring, you know, again, Philly kind of looks at you like a heelish character right now, mm -hmm. but I'm sure you see where naturally you are kind of a baby face kind of guy. So this is where I say, okay, well, real quick, give you a couple scenarios and you just decide if you're going to go baby face on it or if you're going to go heel on it. All right. Ready? Let's All do right. It. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, we know you an Atlanta native, my friend, and I know mm -hmm. you see it in the back. So you know I got ass, brother. Babyface or heel that Atlanta finally brought a winning aspect culture back to the city after 20 plus years. Uh babyface, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um I I that, that's that that's amazing. I feel like I really lifted this. It's, I guess it's weird to say that a sportsman lifts the spirits of the city, but mm -hmm. I feel like a sportsman that sportsman really did with the spirits of the city. Yeah, um, it made people more more confident again in the Atlanta sports history, yes. which is awesome. So definitely babyface on babyface. I love it, man. Again, congratulations to the Braves. Congratulations to the city of Atlanta. Y'all definitely deserved it. We did it, Atlanta. We here. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go babyface or heel for you on this uh, subject matter with WWE uh, and all of these releases that's been going on as of late. Um, as well, and I'm not just going to throw WWE into this, but I'm going to throw Ring of Honor into this as well um, with, with what they've recently had to do, um, you know, releasing talent and kind of having to start over on some things. What are you gonna go babyface or heel on the aspect of what's going on in the world? Um, wrestling? I'm gonna have to go tweener on the, on that. Um, okay, okay. And Ring of Honor, like, I mean, they kept all of their talent paid like throughout the pandemic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think their biggest mistake was running like empty arena shows. Like they didn't. A lot of their shows didn't have like fans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, it takes a lot of money to put on the production that they have. Uh, so I'm going to go tweener on that. That was them doing the empty arena shows or whatever. I know everybody's trying to be safe, but I just think the empty arena shows with all of the production that they had, stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, and they probably should have went with a lower production, on that or whatever just to save themselves some money and so they could stay afloat for a little bit longer um i have seen some some stuff out there with them working with uh what is it is i think it's wow or some shit like that yeah. i hope that the, i hope some of that drama shit isn't true it's yeah. just people just talking on the internet but yeah. if it is then i'm about to go heal on them um, <laughs> okay okay but with wwe um it, they're they're a multi they're a billion dollar corporation. That's what billion dollar corporations do, or whatever. Everybody that's signed there, I mean, yeah, we all love we love a lot of them, or whatever. But to them, they're just a number. Um, and you know, if they're also and they're also investments. Each kind each person that they sign is an investment. Um, and if you don't feel like you're going to get you you don't feel like you're going to get a full return on your investment, you're going to cut it. You're going to you're going to cut your losses. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, that's somebody's job, but again, them being a corporation, at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about that shit, yeah. or whatever. They're focused on profits and their bottom line. Yeah. Um, so with all of their releases, I like the more you, you kind of read into it, it does, it makes sense for them. Um, 
with them releasing all this talent because they're trying to create home they're trying to do the homegrown star thing again or whatever and i don't and i hope that they're successful with that or whatever because like um i mean i have friends that work there um and i mean just other i mean i mean even the even if they're not my friend like i still want to see all of them like i don't see any of them lose their job or anything like that Right. But like, so they're trying to do the homegrown talent thing. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't, if they're telling you to like, okay, this is what we want from you. Like with Keith Lee, Keith Lee is not, Keith Lee is athletic as fuck. He's talented. Um, but I don't see Keith Lee as like this killer monster big man or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like with the Bearcat thing, I think that's what they were trying to go, but I just don't think that's him. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want, I wouldn't want him to do some shit or whatever and him not be like completely comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so they, they, they cut him or whatever. And a lot of, a lot of people that they cut were, were old, they're like in their thirties or whatever, mm -hmm. like, and to invest in, to invest in a talent, like a lot of their, a lot of their shit is like over like 10 years. Mm -hmm. or whatever like when roman reigns started i think he was like 20 something yeah i think yeah. like late 20s yeah. um and i think now we're at we're at like the 10 10 11 year mark or whatever of roman reigns career mm -hmm. they got back their investment or whatever yeah. that's 10 year investment Absolutely. i don't know if you can put in a 10 year investment on somebody who's 35 mm -hmm. um and because you don't you don't know if they're going to get injured you don't know what's going to happen you don't mm -hmm. have that time or whatever to put that investment in so instead of hanging on to them um and making it to where you know they're just sitting on the shelf somewhere because there's a lot of talent in wwe and not everybody's on tv not everybody's on nxt mm -hmm. um so a lot of people are just sitting around collecting dust or whatever because it's not like i mean i hope that they're wrestling they're doing like live shows again i hope that they're doing that um, but if they're not doing that, then they're just kind of like chilling. They go to practice, but they're just chilling. They're not wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I would rather, yes, it sucks for them to get released, but mm -hmm. I'd rather them get released because they're going to make, they're going to make their money. Like they have, they now have WWE on the resume. They're going to make their money. Yeah. So I would rather have them have not just been sitting on the shelf and actually being able to be released. And then like, you know, like settle, like settle their shit or whatever, but actually yeah, get yeah. back out here or whatever yeah. and make their money. Because at the end of the day, that's what this shit is about. Making love fucking, uh, from a performer standpoint, it's about making money. Love it, uh -huh. love it. Awesome, amazing answer. Normally, it's funny, I do get those tweener ones from time to time. And I allow mm -hmm. one tweener per Babyface and Hill segment <laughs> because sometimes there is a subject you got to go a little tweener with. So I allow mm -hmm. one per segment. Um, So... Uh, I'm going to ask this final question on this segment, and I'm going to say, um, I heard you mention wrestling games, my friend, and how mm -hmm. it got you into the wrestling community. So I'm going to ask, babyface or heel on how wrestling games have been over the last few years? Heel. Wrestling games have been trash. They've been absolutely <laughs> garbage. Absolutely <laughs> garbage. And it's not like we, it's not like these game developers, I mean, I don't know how hard game developing is. I assume it's pretty fucking difficult. But mm -hmm. the fact that you have all of what wrestling games could be, the whole mm -hmm. SmackDown versus Raw series was fucking fire. <sighs> the SmackDown series was fire yes. or whatever. So you have these blueprints of what a wrestling game could and should be, but you keep trying to do something else. Like with mm -hmm. 2K and this my career nonsense. It's not it's never it's never a my career. Even for the NBA games, it's never really a my career. It's right. it's, it's like a 
the story is like six hours long or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, and then after you get get rid of the story, like you may get a few cutscenes here and there, but other than that, other than that, it's just monotonously playing NBA games, trying to build up your stats mm -hmm. um, and trying to like get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and like with with the NBA games or whatever, with the whole park thing, you get to the. I think you, if you get your badge high enough or whatever, you get enshrined in the next game, exactly. which is cool, but that's also lame as shit. Um, <laughs> when it should be like, mm -hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything, do a second, do a season mode. Forget, stop with this career mode shit. If it's not gonna be a fucking career, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, just do a fucking season mode. Smack, I don't know why SmackDown Shut Your Mouth does not get enough credit as far as wrestling games go. Oh, people wow. always people always say here comes the pain. Here comes the pain is cool, but I feel like their store their season mode is like mad short and it's just, there's not enough in it. Come on, but fucking uh, so, Shut Your Mouth is if you start with the created superstar, you start a fun heat, you do mm -hmm. a few weeks of that, and then you yep. get put on whatever the main show is. Come on, and then. Every almost, I think almost every character that you can play with in the in the uh, story mode, I mean in the season mode, they all not every single one, but most of them have like their own unique story. Steve yes. Austin has his own unique story. Mm -hmm. Taker has his own unique story. Triple H has his own unique story. So, mm -hmm. um, like, and there's and like you actually have choice yes. in 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 what in what happens. Yes. You can challenge for belts whenever you want to. And there's yes. a small little storyline that happens when you challenge that yes. belt. Oh my uh, god. Come on, brother. Uh fucking No Mercy in WrestleMania 2000. It, I mean, No Mercy is just that's that game's difficult, <laughs> but it's fun. It's difficult, yes. but it's fun. But yes. even that game has in-depth storytelling, in-depth storyline. Um on. do I like that? Some of the things it's do I mean I do like that's like a traditional video game where like if they give you a uh an objective and you don't hit that objective, then you have mm -hmm. to go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. Um I do like that. Uh but you still you I think I believe in that game you still actually have a choice into what you do. Mm -hmm. Um and there's different routes to take, there's different stories to tell. Uh WrestleMania 2000 is the same way. So mm -hmm. These game developers have the blueprints for what makes a good game, but y'all keep trying to do this other stuff over here, which is mm -hmm. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Oh, you good? Which Go is, on. which is literally making not even not even changing the game. They don't uh -huh. even change the game year to year. Yeah. They keep the same game. They mm -hmm. may add a superstar to. They may add or take away a game mode, but essentially it is the same game the fact that they haven't gotten um uh the 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 wrestling emphasis like right like like with the with one of the, i think it was was it 2020 or whatever mm -hmm. you look you you see how the set is yeah you see how the set is yeah people are still coming out coming out of the fucking minitron uh minitron thing Come on. You yep. can't even make the animation where they actually walk out of the curtain and then come to, and then and then come to the stage. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you it's... want and then they're and then they're always expensive. Like they never go down in fucking value. They're always 60 bucks. I'm yeah. not paying 60 bucks for the game, same game <laughs> you gave me last year. Exactly. Come on, man. Can't, I'm telling you, brother, that is the perfect way to go heal. That's why I saved that one for last, because I agree. We all agree. We hear you. Us, us true wrestling fans that remember all of these wrestling, we've dealt with some bad wrestling games over the years before. 
But the like, way I these like two the cages, virtual, I, like the, I like virtual basement. Well, I guess I like the idea that they're coming out with, but I hope it's just not just like a wrestling game as far as, oh, we have your favorite characters in here or whatever, and you can just wrestle matches. Like I I don't I play get I play wrestling games for the for the story mode, the career mode. That's mm-hmm. what I play wrestling games for. Yes. I don't play for any other reason. I'm not trying to play with my friends, yeah. wrestling in matches. I don't care. I'm yeah. not trying to wrestle. I'm not trying to play online. I yeah. want to create a superstar and mm-hmm. take him through whatever league, whatever show, whatever, whatever the story is of yeah. being a of being a superstar. Yeah, superstar. Or whatever. And I also feel like they can add some nuance to it. Like not, not just because you do the career mode or whatever doesn't mean that you're gonna be the star of the show. Doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna be WWE champion or whatever. Like make yeah. it nuanced so everybody becomes WWE champion. Maybe you're Intercontinental champion. Maybe you're Come tag on. team champion. Come on. But like the whole, I feel like every wrestling game, the whole, the whole plot of the entire thing is becoming WWE champion. But I don't think that's always how it has to be. And I feel yeah. like if you have that nuance in there or whatever there's the replayability because that's where a lot that's what a lot of wrestling games are missing that's a lot of most of the 2k games are missing mm-hmm. is replayability like mm-hmm. i i i have a ps2 i might even play smackdown shut your mouth today Come but i can on. go in and play smackdown shut your mouth today and still be entertained start it from the beginning and go to the end and still be entertained still be entertained. Come on, man. I agree. And you know what? That's always been my favorite because I, I totally agree. Shut shut your mouth doesn't get the credit it deserves because that's the one I remember the most. Like, I played Here Comes the Pain. I liked Here Comes the Pain because it definitely arguably had the best roster at the time, mm-hmm. per se, even though Shut Your Mouth had a pretty good roster too. But, you know, I get it. You know, it was that phase when you had all the WCW people. You had It was like, okay, here comes the pain got the best roster arguably but at the end of the day like you said gameplay mechanics storyline all of that man shut your mouth the fact that like you would think that the creation suite over the years would get better but it's gradually just gotten worse it It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse (laughs) and worse or whatever like Um, I understand, like, I understand the whole thing with, like, not being able to have, like, custom music in there because of copyright issues. That's why I liked um, uh, Raw 2 on the Xbox or whatever. Oh, yes. Because you could put, you had your music on your Xbox or whatever. And then you you could play it. Put it in the game. Yeah. Raw 2 was fun. I wish that, I wish that mechanically it worked better, but it was, it was was dope. Like, even there, like, there was no audio to mm-hmm. that game or whatever if you played the season mode mm-hmm. but like you could do different things it wasn't just oh you wrestle this match you could interfere and you can go to try to interfere in somebody's match yeah. and sometimes you get in sometimes you don't you could yeah. steal stuff from people mm-hmm. um, you could go and complain to people mm-hmm. you could attack people you could try to booby trap people yeah. but there was always something cool there that was. you could do I love it. I, I feel like they, I feel like that could that could be remastered. That could be a game a game within itself. That game was fun. I agree, man. Um, those are some of my favorites, and I'll tell you another one that people kind of slept on, probably because the gameplay wasn't the greatest. But the Impact TNA wrestling game never played it, man. Let me tell you the story of that alone, because they took a real life character in Suicide, and mm-hmm. they they took his real life character, they put it in the game. He was actually the game character before he became the real life character, but he mm-hmm. was in the game. He had the outfit. 
He gets jumped backstage after a match because he didn't do something that he was supposedly supposed to do. Gets jumped, gets beat up. And he has to, you know, he can't remember much and he has to start all the way from the bottom again. So they got you like working in Mexico. They got you working a little bit of everywhere and you got to build your way back up till you get to the moment of being back in impact. And when you get there, then he starts to remember some stuff and he's like, wait a minute. And then it just, it's like a full revenge story in a way, but it's so cool. And like, at the end of the day, man, they put you through all the obstacles, make you face all kinds of stuff. Um, they didn't probably, compared to a shut your mouth, it may not have been the same thing, but it mm-hmm. was still a pretty dope story driven game, you know, for the story mode purpose of things. Oh, I think all the Day of Reckoning games were really, really good as far uh, as story goes. Yes, um, absolutely. I, th- I feel like WrestleMania 21 could have been done better. I feel like they kind of uh, rushed it. They Because the graphics were really, really cool, but like everything else is kind of shit. Yeah, there was one. There was one WrestleMania game that I, to this day, still don't understand. Um, what game was it? Was one was of, it? It, was, it was on GameCube. 18. Like, WrestleMania 18? Or was it a 19? One of them, I think, I know they had an 18. They had a WrestleMania 18 game. I think uh, it might have been eighteen. Because I don't it know. Because I cause there was one on there or whatever. I think it might. I think it might have been. Is it there? The seventeen? Seven, no, no. It might have been seventeen. It might have been seventeen. Um, where there was really no rhyme or reason to why the game was going on mm-hmm. or whatever. You just play matches, or you could like play through these massive trees of people to get to various championships yeah because um, a lot of them weren't even wwe championships they were just championships, just championships. Um, but there was another one on gamecube where you where you're not even like wrestling matches in a ring you're like mm. going you're like you're fighting construction workers oh wow <laughs> oh man what was See, it i gotta remember that i gotta give me a gamecube i never really got to play a lot of the uh wrestling games on gamecube i played mm-hmm. there i did play Dead reckoning because i knew somebody with a gamecube that had that game and i loved mm-hmm. it but i'm really gonna have to go invest and get me a gamecube so i can play those wrestling games because they were fun just as much as smackdown versus raw same mechanics same gaming developer thq we need you back, THQ. We need man, you. definitely. <laughs> we definitely need THQ back. We need it was back. yeah, it was wrestling. Uh, whatever. What is this? What's what? What is XIX? Uh, nineteen. That's nineteen. 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 That game was trash. Wow. Okay. So eighteen. I do remember eighteen being a good one. So I, I thought there was a nineteen. That's what I couldn't remember. I was like, nineteen was the I- one. Well, I think I think the story was you're fighting through these construction sites or whatever to finally get to like WWE Tower and like stop Vince McMahon from doing some stupid shit. Wow. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing here? That sounds like a Vince McMahon-led storyline. So that's probably yeah. what that is. Pretty out of touch. Uh, but hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, Vince, if you hear it, man, if you come across it, look, I love you, Vince. I mean, hey. Sign your boy if you have to. Budget cuts or not. Sign your boy if you have to. But, you know, I just had to call it as it is, man. We a fan. This is what we say. But uh, all in all, man, uh, Alex, dog, you were the man. Um, Definitely not going to hold you long, but I got one last thing for you before we let you go, my friend. And and I think I need a little assistance here. 
um, let me let me let me get the belt back real quick because uh, I need to call upon the suplex assassin for a second. If okay. you can channel him for me really quickly, I have to ask because he has a certain set of gold he's chasing, and this is Champion's Corner right here. So I need to hear from the suplex assassin on why he's coming for this goal, why he has to have this gold. Why is it that the suplex assassin, Alex Kane, has to give everybody all this work to ultimately get the gold? Talk to him. So are we so are we talking about the gold that is currently over your shoulder? Or are we ah, talking about are we talking about the match that I have coming up with a W five-way ladder match? Ah, see what you did there. That's good. That's good. Okay, so not this gold. You know, this this hey man, you know, I I do welcome all comers, but we're glad I'd gladly drop you on your dome and take your belt. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a representative, my brother, and I I I, I will mm. gladly, gladly take you up on that offer someday soon. But but not this goal. Not today. Not that not goal. This not that goal. Okay. This goal. This okay. goes. This goes here for a while. I'm talking about your upcoming match with MLW. Why is the Suplex Assassin coming for that gold? I'm coming for the gold because I am the rising star in MLW, mm -hmm. um, and to get to that, get to the pinnacle of MLW. I've got to scoop up that National Openweight title. You see, Hammerstone won the National Openweight title, took him to the moon. Got, mm -hmm. It took him to the dance with Jacob Fatu. Mm -hmm. So me winning, so I have, there's no, there's no, there's no if I'm going to win it. There, I'm going to win it. Mm -hmm. And when I do, mm -hmm. I will be gunning. Well, actually, let me say this. Once I get, once I get finished with a uh, chump Calvin Tank, that chump Calvin Tankman, uh -huh. whatever and get him put away okay. i'm coming for the top i'm coming from mr alexander hammerstone and i will be taking that world title off your waist you may not even have a long reign my, my reign my reign no you definitely won't have a long reign i'm definitely coming for the goal <laughs> I love it. You're going to get all of this work. Let's just get say that. all of this work. Okay. Talk your stuff, King. Talk your stuff. I feel you. See, this is Champion's Corner, and this is where we allow people who go in for that gold, or maybe you already you got to go. Either way, we are opening it up right now to flow for you to talk your stuff because we know that next time we have you on this show, it's quite possible. Now, bump that. Guaranteed. I'm going to say it Charles Barkley style. Guaranteed that my boy coming for that gold. Alice Kane is about to be your next champ. And believe you me, ladies and gentlemen, trust me, it will be an unstoppable, undeniable, undefeatable Morris Brown style, baby, type reign for my boy. Alex Kane. Y'all see how that round I wasn't even yep, trying. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even trying. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hey, listen. That about does it. 
We thank you so much, man. Look, Alex Kane, you are a phenomenal brother. You are like family now at this point, man. Everybody that comes on the show, they family, brother. And look, man, you are amazing. You got a dope mind. And at the end of the day, man, thank you so much for coming on, joining us, man. Uh, by all means, to the people who got to know you today, and they probably want to know, where can I follow this guy? Tell You people can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane 11. Uh, on Instagram at the Suplex Assassin, Come on. Uh, TikTok at the Suplex Assassin One. I am funny. I'm act. I'm, I'm hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, I just opened a Brain Buster Tea store. I still got to put like some uh, some designs and stuff on there. Okay. Uh, I'm still on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, nice. I guess for as long as that that goes. Okay. Um, but we'll 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 see. But uh. uh where else am I? am I? You can check me out on YouTube. Uh, just mm -hmm. type in Alex Kane or Alex Kane wrestler. I don't mm -hmm. know how that works. There's apparently there's a musical, there's a musician named Alex Kane. Yeah, um, I looked at, I, I there's realized there's a few that. like, there's a few politicians, it's weird, or journalists. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely check me out on all of those. Um, I definitely appreciate the support. Um, if you're a worker and you're listening to this, you follow me on Twitter, I'll follow you back. Um, I pretty much follow everybody back on Instagram unless you're weird. Um, so, yeah. Come on. Come on. Let the Come people see me. Know. Come see Come him. See. You already know, but be warned. You're stepping into the dome of the suplex assassin. So in every world, you know what to expect. From all the angles. The suplex dome. Come on, The man. suplex dome. Sweats itself. Hey, they keep on coming. I'm telling you, <laughs> they keep on coming out the dump. Listen, man, anytime you need it, I got you, dog. I got you. This is what I do, baby. This is what I do. But all in all, man, hey, thank y'all so much again for y'all support, man. Look, we, we on the road to 100 episodes. We already overcame 50. So now we okay. on the road to 100, baby. Okay. And as we go up, 100 going to come 500, 500 going to come 1K. And y'all already know, man, listen, when we get to 1K, I'm going to do something real special for y'all on that one. But at the end of the day, man, thank y'all so much for always rocking with your boy. I appreciate y'all's support. Uh, merch will come down the line. You know, you know I'm, I'm going to talk to maybe my guy off there about that pro wrestling tease thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe they can help your guy out or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out on the merch side of things for y'all. So y'all that support me, man, we'll get y'all some merch for likes and bots. You know, maybe some belts. We'll see. I don't know. But in the meantime, follow all things likes and bots. We are also on TikTok. We are also on Instagram. Uh, not quite on Twitter just yet. You have to follow my Twitter. My that's what wrestling is. It is. If you, it are, is. if you are a worker in this day and age and you are not on Twitter and you're not active on Twitter, you are doing yourself a disservice. This is true. Period. Now, I am on Twitter, but my Life's Botch brand isn't. That is me as an oh. artist. So I kind of do a blend of both. I talk my wrestling there, but I also have my artistry side on there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate. It's trying to build it up again is, is that's the problem is trying to rebuild my twitter side but you know what you're right you know what i am gonna separate the two now the artistry is gonna have its own twitter and i'm gonna make a twitter just for you guys on twitter so you better make sure you're following guys when i tell y'all it's on there follow your boy on twitter because you already know what it's gonna be life's a Bosch podcast that being said though Thank y'all so much, man. Alice Kane, thank you so much again, brother. It was fun having you. And uh, yeah, y'all know how we do. This is the part where I say, everybody, 
I need you to put up them two sweet signs with me, baby. And I need you to say two sweet. Two sweet. Let's go. We out here, y'all. God bless.